0: Hey sis, it's your girl Caitlin Loren Hood and you are listening to the God Meets Woman podcast, okay? Look, here we are all about getting real, getting closer to God, and day by day, getting better at applying His Word to our lives. We believe that when we allow God to meet us right where we are, we can be transformed from the inside out. So, sit back, relax, and get ready for some real talking, of course, and even realer Jesus. Ready? Let's get to it. First things first, on this inaugural episode of God Meets Women, I'm so glad that you're here. Church announcements. Number one, you are not listening to a woman that is perfect. I am growing day by day. I'm on a journey day by day, just like you, okay? And number two, this is a conversation sister to sister, friend to friend, meant to encourage, empower, and equip so that we can have what we need to live the life God wants for us. I love you way too much to let you do this thing called life by yourself. And like Carisha told Diddy, we got go the real, real bad, real, real bad, girl. So I hope you don't mind riding with me because I really would love to ride with you. So scoot on over. Thank you. Make some room. But now that we have that out the way, let's go to John chapter 1 verses 35 through 42. Again, that is going to be John chapter 1 verses 35 through 42. I will be reading out of the NIV, but honestly, whatever translation you have that you can understand that you have is just fine with me, okay? So starting at verse 35, what the word says is the next day john was there again with two of his disciples two of them when he saw jesus passing by he said look the lamb of god when the two disciples heard him say this they followed jesus turning around jesus saw them following and said what do you want they said rabbi rabbi means teacher y'all where are you staying come he replied and you will see so they went and saw where he was staying and they spent that whole day with him it was about four in the afternoon Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ, and he brought him to Jesus. God, I thank you for this moment. I thank you for every woman that is listening. I thank you, God, that you have allowed us to see another day. God, I pray that However you want to move on this podcast, God, you have your way. Speak how you want to speak. Encourage how you want to encourage. Convict how you want to convict, God. Correct how you want to correct, and God, even if it's necessary, comfort how you want to comfort, God. I pray that you give me the words that you want to speak. Allow us to meet you here, God, and to have an experience with you that brings revelation and renovation. That'll change how we live our lives. That'll change how we see each other. That'll change how we see ourselves. That'll change how we see the purpose of our lives here on this earth, Lord God, because we know that earth is our temporary home, not our final resting place. So, God, I pray that you just, again, saturate this place, saturate this moment. God, whatever distractions are in the way, God, remove them. Whatever thoughts are trying to keep us occupied, God, remove those thoughts. Allow us to be 1,000% present in this moment with you, with each other. God, speak. Your servants are listening. Your daughters are listening. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so today's conversation is going to be called Let It Be Known. Okay, and to bring context into what we just read, So far in John, what we've seen is Jesus's preparation for ministry, right? We first saw it through the ministry of John the Baptist, him preparing the way, him telling pretty much everyone that he saw, the one who was to come after me is so much greater than I, like I'm not even worthy of strapping his sandals, right? Like John was not playing no games. And where our scripture is now, we're seeing it again through Jesus's calling of his disciples, Jesus's handpicking of the people that would follow him. Right. And the first thing that stuck out to me was how John immediately had to let Jesus be known in verse 36. Verse 36 says, When he, he being John, saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. And I don't know about y'all, but from what we're able to see in scripture, John never came to play. Like as soon as he saw Jesus, he had to immediately let it be known what it was. Because if you even go back and read the verses just a little bit before where we're at today, the reason God brought him in the world was to be a witness to the light. The light being Jesus, the witness that will testify concerning the light again, Jesus, so that through him all might believe he was sent here as a witness. And even when the Jewish leaders really pressed John, because they did again, like read it like it's in there. I'm not making this up. They were basically saying, hold on, John, like what you're saying isn't clicking. Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? John's response and John's heart posture was always bringing those in conversation with him into awareness of Jesus in the same way that we should be doing also. But we'll get to that later. John's response, no matter where he was at, no matter who was around, I'm sure no matter what the weather is, right, was to bring those in conversation with him into awareness of Jesus. John came with that pressure consistently. Why? Because he had to let Jesus be known. That's how he was wired. Right. And I'm sure that there was something within him, almost like a fire. That will not even let him go throughout his day without doing what he was sent on this earth to do. Because when God sends you to this earth for a specific purpose, it will bother you when you're not doing it. That's not even a part of what I'm talking about today. But when God, not even when God, since God has given you an assignment while you're here on this earth, if you are not in alignment with that purpose, you will not experience peace. So I'm sure for him there was peace that came from his obedience because he knew he was doing what God had put him on this earth to do. You following me? You know what I'm saying? So that's, that's the first thing that's going to be about our homie, John, right? John came with it because John wasn't playing no games. John did not come to play play. The second thing I noticed was that Andrew's response in verses, let me find it 41 and 42 was pretty much the same as John's in verse 35 verses 41 and 42 says the first thing andrew did was to find his brother simon and tell him we have found the messiah and he brought him to jesus andrew knew just like john jesus was the real deal jesus was not the one to play with jesus was the one they had been waiting on and was not going to let anybody especially his brother not come and see who this jesus man is he said you know what this is changing my life let me go tell the person that i love let me go tell my brother because i need him to be here with me because if this is what this is for me, I got to go tell my brother And I don't know about y'all But can you imagine just walking around We'll say at the beauty supply store At a Walmart um, At a Piggly Wiggly At a McDonald's And the Messiah is right in your face Right in your face Like you could reach out and touch him He's right there Would you not go and do the same thing With the boldness that both John and Andrew had And it's almost like not even almost. They had such a such a uh. Oh God, give me the word. They had such a zeal. There was such an excitement. There was almost, um, not even almost. There was an urgency that came after they encountered Jesus that led to them going to go share that experience, to share what had just happened to them, for hopes that Jesus, that they that the people that they told about Jesus, excuse me, that they would have their own encounter as well. Let me fix that. That was jacked up. But there was just seemed like there was this urgency for them to go share Jesus with others because they were just certain. They were sure. They were confident that the encounter that Jesus had with them, that the people that they told would have that same encounter. And I think that is so dope that they had such a boldness. God, I pray that you give us that same boldness. That boldness is powerful. How would you move different if you had that boldness when it comes to telling people about Christ, that boldness to tell people about that Jesus that changed your life or that is changing your life? How different would this world be if we all operated in the boldness that we have as believers? To tell about the Jesus that we serve, the Jesus that saved us, the Jesus that touched us, the Jesus that healed us, the Jesus that redirected us, the Jesus that repurposed us, the Jesus that delivered us, the Jesus that is Jesus. Like there is no one like Jesus. Oh, man. I- Just if we had that same boldness, man. How different would our communities, our school systems, our churches, our Relationships our world Be If we really had a nation That was under God Because there's a lot of people who say That Pledge of Allegiance y'all One nation under God And there is not one Godly precept That they feel convicted to follow They will say one nation under God And then turn around and say they don't believe in God What So that bonus y'all there, there's oh man I'm gonna keep going but that boldness that they have is so dope to me and I hope that you're picking up what I'm putting down there was a boldness they had because they had experienced Jesus you know what I'm saying and what I believe is so powerful about this passage and what I pray you get from all of this for real Is that both men, John and Andrew, they reacted to their encounter with Jesus by bringing others to Jesus so they can have their own encounter with Jesus? I'm gonna say it one more time. John and Andrew, both of them right reacted to their encounter with jesus by bringing others to jesus so they can have their own encounter with jesus and notice how each phrase ends with jesus's name not john not andrews not mine not yours everything that we saw today in this um in this passage had nothing or no one else in mind nothing or no one else as the result nothing or no one else as the hope except for jesus and him being spread that's big that's big because as believers, everything that we're on this earth to do is supposed to lead back to Jesus, not ourselves. And the moment that they really encountered Jesus, my God, the moment they encountered Jesus, y'all, if, if you can tell, like, it was just all about Jesus. Everything they did was about Jesus. The words were about Jesus. And I just really pray that as believers, as a nation, as a whatever word you want to use, it, we get to a place that everything that we do, everything that we say has Jesus as the result and Jesus being pleased and Jesus being glorified and Jesus being acknowledged, Jesus being introduced to those who don't know who he is as the end result. Because again, how much revival would we see if that was the case? And I'm not going to name no names, y'all, but y'all see. Some of these pastors, some of these preachers, some of these Christian influencers who say that Jesus is their main goal. But when you look at their actions, their fruit are not fruiting. Like, and I know I didn't say that the most proper way, but the fruit isn't fruiting. The tree is what? Like, so I just pray that we just all get to this posture to where Jesus is the main thing and we keep him as the main thing. Right? So let's bring this back to today. Today is Saturday, May 6th, 2023 at 2.45 p.m. I want all of us, and I say us because I'm included, to ask ourselves these these two questions. In some way, even several ways, I've had an encounter with Jesus. Who is God calling me to share my encounter, my faith with? Who is God calling me to share my encounter, my faith with? Number two, what's keeping me from sharing my encounter and my faith? Is it fear? Is it what people are going to say or think? Is it feeling that you're not good enough? Is it feeling that you don't have the degree behind you? Is it feeling like everyone's going to laugh at you? Is it feeling like you're going to say the wrong thing? Is it feeling like you don't even have the speech um, capacity, the speech ability? Is it feeling like you, what is it that is keeping you from sharing your encounter and your faith? I'll be honest, mine has always been fear of what people will say, what people will think. Because y'all, again, I am not perfect and I won't get into all of it today, but there are several things that I have done that the enemy has tried to use as as a weapon to get me not to share God, for me not to live for God because of these things. And I had to get to a point to where it was like, you know what, people can say whatever, but I would hate to go to heaven. And God asked me, why didn't you do this? Why? That's like my biggest fear right now, y'all. It's saying that I love Jesus and that I live for Jesus, but I'm not doing it publicly. And I'm not saying that you got to walk around carrying a cross in your hand or nothing like that. But I'm just saying, don't let the, and I don't know who this is for, but don't let what you've done keep you from what God wants to do. Trust me. Trust me. I promise you the unrest that comes from being disobedient is heavy. The unrest that comes from not doing what you know God wants you to do is heavy. And I promise you it is so much heavier than what Barbara at the Beauty Supply got to say. What Satavia at, I don't know, the Soup Kitchen got to say. So what is it? that is keeping you from sharing your encounter and your faith take that to god take that to god he will work with you and he will give you baby steps maybe not baby steps i can't say that he can give you steps to move you know to move forward and to move beyond that because as believers we are called in all things that we do to bring him glory to bring people into awareness of him to save souls to spread the to spread his love Right? People need Jesus. Do y'all see how much is going on? All these murders, all these school shootings, all these people that are, you know, dealing with depression and anxiety and just people, y'all, life be life in, but people need to know that God be God consistently. Right? So I didn't even mean to stay on that that long, but I said all that to say notice that all John and Andrew had was their encounter. In the mouth that was already attached to their body, they didn't have a social media brand, a business, an LLC, an escort, a huge platform. None of that. And in this moment, I. Oh man, I really bind and rebuke in Jesus' name the enemy's lie that says God cannot use you because you are not seen. That God cannot use you because you don't have all that you need. That God cannot use you because you don't have a 90 day content calendar filled up in a Google Doc somewhere. That God cannot use you because you don't have all these, uh, uh, what's the phrase? Bells and whistles. You don't need no bells and whistles. You have Jesus. What's a bell and a whistle to a safe girl? You know what I'm saying? Like, just I bind and rebuke that lie because I have seen in my life how that has really kept me stagnant. And I pray against that for you. I pray that if it is that fear that it is released in Jesus name, I bind and rebuke every lie that has been spoken to and over you as you are. All that you are, where you are right now is enough for God to use you. If you are a Starbucks barista, yes, saying God bless you to your customers is God using you. If you do hair, I don't know, girl, you, I don't know, playing Corinne Hawthorne. That is God using you because you don't know what seed the song that you're playing could plant in somebody's heart. Cause you know how like when you hear a song and you don't know what it is, but the song was, you know, doing what it was supposed to do. And then you're like Googling the lyric trying to find it. You don't know what, could, like you really don't know. So do not, again, do not let The lies of the enemy keep you from what God wants to do. All that you are right now, where you are right now, is enough for God to use you. You don't need a platform. You don't need a social media content calendar. You don't need an algorithm. You don't need a TikTok brand builder booster thingy. You don't need none of that. If all you have is your mouth and your encounter, you are fine. Because look at John and Andrew. All they had was their mouth and their encounter. If all you have is your encounter, your mouth, and your God, you are all right. You have what you need. Amen. Hallelujah. Rest in that. If all you have is your encounter, your mouth, your God, you have all that you need. Rest in that. Be confident in that. Walk in that. Operate in that. You got it. You got it. I promise you, as long as you have God, you will always have every single thing that you need. And as you keep walking, He'll keep giving you more instruction because from obedience comes his guidance with obedience. I promise you, God will keep speaking to you. And for a lot of times, we'll say, God, speak, 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 speak. Why aren't you speaking? Because you haven't been obedient to what he's already told you to do. So there's nothing really else to say besides do it. Do it. You know what you're supposed to be doing. You know what you're supposed to be doing. And it doesn't even need to be the way that everybody else is doing it, which is why it is so important to listen to what God is telling you and not what people are telling you. Yes, the Bible says that there is safety in the presence of advisors and counselors, but I promise you the best advisor is Jesus. The best advisor is Jesus. I promise you he he's a good, he's a bomb counselor, y'all. He has counseled me and advised me, y'all, in a way that people never could. I promise you he, he is good. He is like top tier. He like A1. He is a one, almighty one. Hello? (laughs) Let me stop, but not for real. Like Jesus is it. And if God is calling you to do something, to share your faith, to share your encounter with him, do it. There is nothing bad that can come from it. I promise you. I promise you spread it. Pray for that boldness, that Aaron, not Aaron, Lord have mercy. Pray for that boldness that, um, Andrew and John had y'all. The boldness and authority that you have as a follower and a child of Jesus. You have that. Bind. Bind and rebuke fear. In Jesus' name though. Not in your name. Bind and rebuke it in Jesus' name. Because your name can't do nothing. Respectfully, humbly, but confidently. Right? So, again, I said all of that. Thank y'all for listening. I love y'all. We're almost done. We're going to wrap it up. Maybe you're listening there, Right? and you're like i've never had an encounter with jesus i don't really know who he is but i want to give him a try Uh, maybe you're saying i've tried everyone and everything and i'm still broken so let me try jesus maybe you're someone that is saying i know i want i know i need i know i am desperate for my life to be different and it sounds like jesus is the answer i have good news for you sis because way before we even knew who he was jesus saved all of humanity when he paid the price for all of our sins by dying on the cross Through his sacrifice, we are saved from our sins and are now able to spend eternity in heaven, right? Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10 says, If you openly declare that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by openly declaring your faith that you are saved. Salvation is a gift that is only made possible through faith in Jesus Christ, not anything we could do on our own human power. So that is the good news, that where you've been doesn't need to be where you stay. Where you've been doesn't need to be where you end up because we have Jesus, the greatest hope, the greatest love, right? So if you would like to accept Jesus as Lord of your life, you can pray the following prayer with me. The way that it'll go is I'll say a sentence and I'll not say anything to give you time to say it because I really want to make this personal for you, really um. Yeah, personal for you. I'll say a sentence you say, and then I'll say the next one. And then at the end, we're going to get lit because you part of the kingdom, girl. Okay, so dear Lord, I admit that I'm a sinner and ask for forgiveness. I believe you are God's son, died on the cross for my sins, and were raised from the dead. Save me today. I receive you as Lord and Savior. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. And help me to live for you. In Jesus name. Amen. I wish you could see me, but I'm so happy for you. So proud of you. You are now a kingdom kid. Welcome to the south side of the kingdom. just playing I'm so happy for you all, all the angels in heaven They're turning up for you We are so happy You are now going to heaven How does it feel How does it feel How does it feel But yes y'all That is all I got That is the end of the first episode Of the God Meets Woman Podcast Meet me back here every week Sundays at 9am Pacific Standard Time Hallelujah Because I'm in Cali But thank y'all so much for listening Thank you And again if you even took the time To Be a part of this moment with me. I thank you so much. I love you so much. And I pray that God has a hedge of protection around you, that God God continues to lead you, to guide you, to comfort you, to just encourage you. And I'm so, so proud of you. This is a journey, and I'm here with you as your sister, as your bestie, as your, hey, I'm all that for you, okay? So thank y'all for listening, and I will see you next time. Bye.